Yo everybody, how's it going? Thank you very much once again for checking out another episode. Um, it's really cool people check this podcast out and listen to it in their spare time. Um, yeah, it blows my mind to be honest, so thank you again for the support. Uh, yeah, this episode we had Jared Gaines, come on, he's an artist who lives in Richmond, Virginia at the moment. Uh, yeah, you might have seen him on Instagram, uh, but you should go out your way and check him out on Instagram. He does some really, really good artwork. He essentially draws like flash tattoo style inspired pictures but they're based off like song titles and he's been doing like flash sheets for entire records basically and posting them online and uh yeah he came on the show to chat to me about his creative process that concept and the idea behind his work and everything and how he puts it together how he picked the records him getting into punk rock him you know growing up in like rural pennsylvania then moving to richmond uh yeah jared was a really nice guy he's a really talented guy as well um yeah, he's paid tribute to some great records with these flash sheets. You know, like Outcome the Wolves, Punkin' Drublick, the 59 Sound, like all, all the good stuff, all the good stuff. And yeah, he's a really, really, really nice guy who has a, a very unique approach to creating art, basically. And yeah, you should check out his work, buy some. If you like one of the records, buy it. Um, for sure support him and everything he does um, yeah I'd like to thank him once again for coming on super talented guy really nice guy as well and yeah yeah this is my chat with Jared Gaines and go support him thank you once again for checking out the podcast and hope you enjoy this episode yeah take care see you later yeah so, so you, what, you're calling me from, from Richmond Virginia today that's right have you, have you lived there your whole life or are you kind of just based there the last few years did, did you grow up there as well um, I lived here for the more of the more important parts. I would say maybe 20 years or so. That's a long time, man. Yeah. Where where were you originally born? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Cool. Which part? Oh, um, Greensburg. Green, um, yeah, I've heard of it, man. Oh, okay. What, what brought you to Richmond? Girlfriend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, cool, man. In Friends. And at the time I was in... Uh, kind of a small town with not much going on culturally. And, yeah. you know, the music was down here. The art was down here. Yeah. Everything everything was in, in Richmond as it would be in a capital city as opposed to a small town. So it just made sense. Yeah, man. Sounds good. So, yeah, man. I uh, want to start off by asking you, essentially, when did like, punk rock become a part of your life? When did you truly connect with this genre and realize that this was like you and your people and this was, you know, a music style that you were like so prominently interested in? In high school, I guess maybe I was 17, maybe 16. Um, but before that, I had very little knowledge of it uh, mm. or or music in general because it was very restricted in my house. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Media media like that was restricted. And um, so finding it at 17 or so, I had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. What kind of year was this? It was like 98 or 99. Yeah. Okay. How did, how did you become kind of exposed to the genre, basically? Oh, well, I had uh, older brothers who were into it. Um, and like I mentioned, it was, you know, sort of off limits, which made it like extra cool to find, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, I caught some of the bands through an older brother and a friend in high school. And they kind of showed me that there's more music underneath the surface of, you know, mainstream radio 
which I did have access to, but um, it's just, a, as you know, it's a whole world of music under the radar. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So like, yeah, so you grew up in like a small town, kind of like rural area. How was it? When did, when did you first become involved with like a scene and like go into shows? Were you quite frustrated around that age of like 17, 18, liking such a, a genre that was active, but not being able to kind of be involved with it at the same time? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, at that age, you're, you're, you wake up angry and wanting to rebel. And, you know, you've <laughs> luckily you find the soundtrack to it, which is mostly punk rock, but, um, it wasn't so small, but in, in the high school, there were just a few, uh, friends who were into it. And, and so we stuck together and we made the music that we can make. And, you know, we drove, um, we were about 45 minutes from DC. So it wasn't the smallest town, but relatively speaking, it was small. So anyway, we would drive in every chance we got to, um, see DC shows. Um, and it, and it opened our eyes to, you know, a lot of the things that are intertwined with punk values anyway. Um, sobriety, vegetarianism, some outsider art, just some, you know, outsider ideas. But, um, yeah, we, we stuck to it. You know, luckily we had the internet, we could find shows and it wasn't so bad. But And take it back to our small town and make our own music and make our own art. Yeah, man, that's wicked. So, yeah, yeah so in terms of, like, your work, like, your artwork, man, it's like, to me... It kind of was like an overnight thing. I just kind of saw you on Instagram one day, and then it was like like really popular, and everyone was like really interested in it. Yeah, got, yeah, got lucky like that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah, it's like so. How how did you get into art and illustration, and what kind of drew you to the whole kind of flash tattoo chic um, aspect of it all? Getting into, I was into art before I knew about punk rock, and. Um, there was a lapse there, but once I started to notice the whole world of punk rock opening, you could see it on album covers in the record store, in the CD store. Um, it's visually speaking to you and saying, you know, you can identify records by what they looked like. You know, if it had big um, varsity letters and a guy like jump kicking with his guitar, it was probably hardcore. And if it was like crazy letters and had like a cop car on fire, it was probably punk. And so you can start to identify these things. And anyway, um, I guess longer story short, um, you would see some of it, see some of the art on flyers and think, well, wait a minute, I, I know how to draw. I, I'm going to try this. And um, so you need to draw a little bit of your own bands, merchant and, album art because who else was going to do it? You know, it was a very DIY thing. Um, but anyway, fast forward several years, I was always into tattoo art and getting tattoos, but I had no idea how to do it. How to, it, it just seemed like a foreign language to me. And luckily I had a friend who worked at a tattoo shop and one day he was over, um, about six or seven years ago, and he showed me the style in which Flash Tattoo was painted in. 
And I just tried it and tried it. And I, and I felt like something unlocked in my brain where I could actually possibly pull this off and try to try to draw this type of art. <clears throat> yeah. Very nice, man. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when, when you start drawing the art, how did you take the step from like, I don't know, drawing like a, an eagle? like a standard kind of flash piece to, to put in the concept with albums and like song titles and doing like a tribute to a whole record. When did that idea come into play? Right, right. Yeah, you got it. In it, it. Well, I was experimenting with some of the flash and redrawing the classic flash. And uh, at the same time, um, I was thinking about kind of a, Long story short, but I was thinking about the Bad Religion song incomplete because at that time in my life, I really identified with that song. And I thought, why well, just can't show up to the tattoo shop and say, give me incomplete? You know, like, let's say, what the hell is that? And it would just say incomplete. So I tried to put some thought into it and, um, you know, got into the lyrics and and tried to pull together the limited amount of knowledge that I knew about Tattoo Flash and and perhaps what Bad Religion was talking about in that song. And I came up with something um, that some people might recognize. It was a it was a lock uh, without a key, which is yeah. part of the lyrics in the song. And and I drew it relatively quickly and I had the whole rest of the paper and I was like, well, you know, this album is really good. Why don't I just continue with the next song? What's the next song and the next song? And, yeah. And eventually I had this concept of doing the whole album because that particular album I really love and I think it's perfect and I don't think there's any bad songs on it. Yeah, man. Uh, that, that's sick. You kind of like drew your own tattoo. That's fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, I never got it, but... Um, oh, why got... not, man? You should have. You should <laughs> go tomorrow. Go this weekend. You should go tomorrow. <laughs> I, I agree. I think I think I would like to remember uh, this idea. <laughs> yeah, that's like... That surely like signifies like quite a pivotal point in like your... Sure. Human, in your like human existence, man. <laughs> Sure. sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's sick. So, like, yeah, so, you know, going from making that whole Bad Religion record, were you just doing that for fun to start with? And then you thought, oh, why not Why not fucking show a few people, man? Put it online. You're exactly right, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not the only one that likes Bad Religion, so <laughs> yeah, it, it started to make sense. I, I never used a hashtag before I used it. and. You know, it worked out so well, and I'm just so glad people liked it. Um, I didn't really expect it. Yeah, yeah, because it's cool, man. It's unique, and it's completely unique because it's like it's Flash, which is like, I think a lot of people within punk and hardcore like that style of tattooing, but it's like, it actually gives like, you know, instead of just getting like a rancid tattoo or like Lars sitting on the steps, it's like it's each song, each song. Which is really sick. So where? So what? Once the bad religion um, flash it got you know attention and like a positive kind of review, was it? Did you did you just want to keep going naturally then, or was it a bit like fuck? Where do I go from here, man? Like people want more, maybe. Like was it a bit like daunting in a way as well? 
Well, I guess it was running, it was sort of gaining momentum in the background, but I did think about other albums that I really liked. And I, I, I think Social Distortion had was, was the next one or maybe a, a Veil, but I was thinking about albums that were, to me, because this is all relative, but to me that were perfect albums and, and sort of yeah that I can make a tribute to um, as far as like this album needs a tribute because it's perfect. Every song is perfect. Yeah. Uh, there's not a bad song on it. And, and um, you know, that's sort of, you know, there's so many albums to pick from, as you know, you can probably think of 10 in the next minute, you know, that you, that you, that are special to you. For sure. Um, yeah, for sure. But it, I mean, and it's just sort of a way to say like, man, this album is perfect. I really need to express that by doing all the songs because I've seen some flash, you know, it's great, but it's like the six best songs. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah that's cool. But what if we, you know, went the extra mile, you know, so to speak. Yeah, include everyone, man. Include everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Did it become difficult at times when you were like going song by song to kind of create art for the song's holes, like constantly and make everything different? Because, you know, two two flash sheets, that could be like 20 different drawings, man. You're exactly right, man. I really appreciate the thought you put into that. Yeah, you're exactly right. So you get committed and, and sometimes, you know, song eight or nine is is really not very visual. Um, <laughs> so yeah. sometimes I get a free space. Sometimes I'll, I'll try to just put a skull in there and, and hope <laughs> for the best, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly though. Cause it's, you know, it's like it, it can go somewhere, but there's going to be some roadblocks like all creative processes. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, bad religion. I've done two of the, I've done, Stranger than fiction and suffer and um Yeah. Man, it really really took me on a on a trip of like exploring what they what um uh, Greg and Brett were talking about and trying to dive deeper into the you know, some of that subject matter it was a bit depressing, but Yeah. True, it is very true and who knows, maybe I got some of it wrong, but um I gave it a shot. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know, you that's like you getting inside their head and putting it in your brain. You know what I mean? Right, right. I, I can only, I hope, I mean, they didn't seem to have a problem with it, so. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, yeah. man. Like, people <laughs> actually in the bands have seen this. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, it's got like it such is. a positive review uh, from, from everybody, man. It's so cool. It is. It really is, man. I, I appreciate you noticing that, yeah. Yeah, so kind of talk me through your creative process in, in the sense of like, you know, how how do you apply what picture goes to what song title and what how do you kind of like, you know, dis distinguish between like what's kind of appropriate and what will work and what you haven't done before and how, how do you become disciplined from record to record? Well, as much as I love the music, it, a lot of it really goes in, a lot of it really comes from the lyrics, obviously, um, especially if you have a banner or some some text involved but the music can help dictate you know how crazy 
that I would think the design should be, you know, Black Flag is the music helped dictate, you know, sort of a crazy approach to like some of those images. Um, but anyway, you take a look at the lyrics and you try to try to map out, take notes and research and, um, you know, think about what they emphasize. It's usually the chorus, but it could be something else. Um, and it, and then you try to bring that into the world of Tattoo Flash and and hopefully join the two in a way that that makes sense for for a quick visual. Um, yeah, yeah, reference. yeah, yeah. It's like a quick little hit, really, isn't it? Like a flash, yeah. Yeah, and it and hopefully it checks all the boxes as far as you know what the song was about, but. It, it also has to do that quickly, which is essentially a design challenge. And Tattoo Flash happens to be, you know, full of design solutions because of the history involved in it, of when it was made and what materials they were using and what materials they were using to tattoo. And, you know, they couldn't have super detailed work and it had to... It had to be seen. I mean, it should have been seen from far away and it had to stand the test of time. So, you know, these simple, hard-hitting design solutions worked back then and they work in this case, even though I'm doing it on paper. So, Yeah, man, because it's like, you know, it's like timeless kind of art linked in with, you know, a timeless record in a way. It's actually quite a a meeting of the two approaches, I think. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like your musical journey, how, cause you talk about like, you want to pay tribute to records that kind of made a huge impact on you. Like I see quite a variety at times, man, like AFI, the Gaslight Anthem as well. Like how, how was, like, how have you felt the kind of evolution as punk has gone on, you know, in the past like 20 years or so since you've been involved with it? It is hard to pick. Um, what album to do, but yeah, I, I try to pick not only ones that were special to me, but um, ones that I thought stood out as far as above and beyond sort of what they could have done, um, above and beyond their average record. Yeah, it, it's been hard to pick, but it, and there's so many more albums and other genres that are special to me that I haven't even touched on yet, you know? Yeah. You know, we were talking about lyrics and meanings and such. I I do feel like I have a lack of hardcore records in the tribute series because a lot of those lyrics aren't exactly so visual, you know? Yeah, You know, if they're like, oh, you betrayed me or F you or, you know, life is hard. It's like, it's nothing, it's not their problem, but it's, um, yeah, it becomes your problem. In my weird, weird world, it's a it's a design problem. So I haven't done as much hardcore as I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, because I guess it really does depend, like how blunt a record is lyrically. Like to me, like the Gaslight Anthem is very kind of Springsteen-y where it's like storytelling, paints a picture, kind of like can be personal but not as well. So like, do you find it hard sometimes when approaching a record that is proper blunt and then going 
but coming off the back of a record like the 59 sound which is so decorative within the lyrics oh yeah yeah and and some (laughs) and sometimes it's like you know old white lincoln it's like okay you know they mention like whatever year the lincoln was made (laughs) yeah it's like okay well that's that's on the way but you know if it's a vague hardcore song it's pretty difficult (laughs) yeah 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 for sure man (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, what what kind of inspires you then, man? What kind of, you know, made you actually want to even do this, aside from the, the fact that kind of what we spoke about, but it's a very unique idea to have, and what, what kind of inspires you to keep going? It's almost like, I don't want to use the term gap in the market, because like, you know, you it's not like some business meeting, but it's like a very, it's a very unique way to think in terms of personal creativity and expression. Oh, sure, yeah. And it's also putting it aside, you know, maybe a hundred bad ideas that I had, but, um, well, I'm into improving on my art and I could see tattoo flash as a long road to improvement and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed sort of paying tribute to, to things, to songs. And, um, I haven't got tired of it yet. I mean, there's just so much out there. Um, I don't, it's like, I think about it, like, the world doesn't need another, you know, I don't need to copy some traditional flash and repaint it, and the world doesn't need another eagle, like, I'm just trying to do something a little different um, that, that I can share and connect with the community out there, you know, this is for everyone. Yeah, that likes the music. So, there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of fun. Um, and as far as like commissions go, everyone has a song that they really love and want to connect with, and I'm just happy I can help do that in the weirdest niche way that I know of. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy, man. It's it's come to you doing like commissions and like personal requests and stuff. So cool. Yeah, and I, and I thought I thought a long time about going the tattoo route, but which I I just love and respect tattooing to no end. But at the time in my life, I didn't have the time to commit to the training. Yeah, and, and um, I was sort of busy doing this, and I was very lucky to be doing that. But that's definitely a skill set and i like the creative end of it so yeah that's cool man yeah (laughs) yeah you've kind of become like like a middleman in a way (laughs) like in a way in a way yeah (laughs) yeah because it's like i I love music inspired tattoos most of my tattoos are like musical inspired um and it's like i think i don't know man were yours as well is that kind of why you started getting into tattoos like through music and like you know art itself well sure i mean um the friends we made in the music scene you know as i mentioned i had a friend that who went and worked at a tattoo shop and just opened up a world of um social and connections and art connections and friend connections that are still you know blooming to this day it, it's just a, amazing you know we owe so much to to 
that smaller town shop and the friends that we made through it. Um, but yeah, and some of mine were music inspired as well. Um, before I probably thought about trying it myself. So, <laughs> you know, within like tattoo and then like, you know, being fans of hardcore, wherever you live, it does become this like kind of like secret club in a way. It's, um, way. you know, you see like 50 year old guys like still pulling their socks up to their knees and shit. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, what was, do, do you think the kind of, um, the message within this has actually broadened people's like, mindset and openness to the genre because like it might connect you know just tattoo artists in general with a record that they've never even heard of i can only hope so i i would imagine that there's some hardcore fans that yeah are surprised by some of the the pieces i've done and i imagine some of the gaslight fans you know see like a uh, a youth crew thing and they're like what the fuck is this but i only hope it, i only hope it it does that but i i i don't i'd be surprised i mean i just hope everyone has an open mind about music and yeah man um, there's so much out there that in different genres can be just not if not more so punk rock than actual punk rock so yeah yeah for sure man because essentially like punk is a mindset at the end of the day over anything Exactly, yeah. And to me, it was like, you know, thinking twice about things. And it could be anything, whether it's like the normal normal parenting or, or like, it doesn't, it's not always about music. It could be art and, yeah, you know, it's about anything. Yeah, because to me, it was always like, you know, being yourself, but also putting yourself in someone else's shoes as well. Sure, sure, yeah, and I mean, in, in general, a sense of empathy can go a long way, but it, you know, it's just, it's just about thinking about anything. It's like, yeah, think twice about it, and and uh, any subject can be fun, you know. Yeah, man, fucking anything, and it's like, it's like when when did that really connect with you growing up then, and did did you feel like? Um, yeah, because although, although you spoke about like your, your small group of friends and people you knew in your town, did you feel that like where you were didn't really kind of reflect your kind of morals and ethics in a way? Well, sure. I mean, er, early on, it was like, you know, you're in high school. You, we weren't, the DC scene, you know, wasn't going to be calling you to come play you make sh- shows in your basement or your that, garage. That's and punk as fuck, though. That's fucking punk yeah. rock right there, man. And, um, you know, fast forwarding, it's like no one's coming to teach you flash art, so you learn it yourself. Or, um, although someone did come and teach me. With <laughs> so, but anyway, but um, it, it's, it's with anything you know, it's, um, and, and it's like, in, in my case, uh, you know, when this kind of stuff started four or five years ago, it was like, I was looking for a life change and it was like, well, no one's going to do that. You have to do it. And, you know, th- like make the art you want to see and change your life. You know, that's the only way out of whatever situation 
that you don't want to be in is change. Yeah, for sure, man. Change can be very, very difficult, man. It can be a hard thing to do. It's the hardest thing, and um, but it's it's all you got, and um, it's all you can do. You don't like your situation. I mean, change it as best you can. And yeah. I I happen to get lucky. I mean, I've been trying to change things uh, for a long time. Um, I, I went through graphic design and couldn't figure out where I belonged in that world. I got hundreds of rejection letters, you know, no callbacks from interviews. And, you know, I, I was sitting here trying to design um, something for Coca-Cola, like as I see people do voluntarily and, and hopefully somebody will notice what, you know, this ad or design that you made for a product that helps sell a product. And, it, and I just thought, you know, what am I doing? This is absurd. Like, so, you know, what if you apply that initiative to your own world that you shit that you're into, you know, like punk rock or something and, and try to draw something yourself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, essentially, you drawing those designs for Coca-Cola is just going to make them more money, you know, and just help grow that, which doesn't really need to get any bigger or, you know, it's not it's not supporting. And it's not something, do you know what I mean? It's like, why do for something you don't believe in just for like some small recognition? Exactly. And, you know, I was, I was stressing over, I, I remember applying to do um, some design work for like an office furniture company. It was like design office chair catalogs. And I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm really gonna, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, this is, this is absurd. You know, it's, it's just design without passion. So yeah, go design something you're passionate about, you know? Yeah, but it's cool that like, you know, the lesson can be learned like that, you know, rather than just because I'm sure there's people in that world or like do graphic design at university. Then they're like, oh, I've just got to work, man. I just got to fucking get the, get the jobs, get the contracts. And it's like, do you even give a fuck about what you're doing? Because this is meant to be like an expression. Probably not. I mean, but I mean, I'm not talking down to them because that's what you got to do out here. We didn't yeah. make the system, you know, it's a system we live in, but, uh, you know, it's just what can you do after after your after five o'clock? You know, what can you do? What can you make? You know, yeah, man, so true. That's a very good point, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why 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 didn't you give up then, man? It's like you talk about all that rejection. What inspired you to keep going and keep believing in yourself? Well, um, this is this is. Truth, these songs are true. Music is the truth. It's always here for us, no matter what. We don't have to depend on anyone else. And it's always here for us, no matter what we're going through in life. It helps us cope. It helps us be happy. As you know, as a music fan, um, it's essential. It just helps us get through life. And if I could be 
illustrating, you know, in that world, then I'm illustrating the truth and it's undeniable and it's not, you know, corporate and it's not Coca-Cola or office furniture, you know, it's, it's real and it's timeless. And, and so that's also sustainable and, you know, that's sustainable throughout time, whether I start getting into like bluegrass or um, hip hop, it's like, I can illustrate those and it's still the truth and it's timeless and, and it helps people connect and, you know, it's yeah. not temporary. It's not material. So it, it keeps me going. Yeah. It keeps me going as well. Man. It makes music's always made my life like tolerable, you know? <laughs> right. And, and um, you, you know, it's, it's always been there for you, I'm sure. And I mean, you, do you play music as well? Yeah, man, I do. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Then, then you've taken that step to, you know, make it. You know, so yeah. you're contributing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's cool. It's cool that like this is how you contribute. You know, you can, you can like give somebody like a further, almost like a, a visualization of, of their emotional attachment to something. Yes, and that's really cool, especially when it comes to like, um, pets portraits that may have passed away or like um just friendship paintings for friends and and people in relationships yeah it's got some meaning behind it but you know i also do like i just did like a uh, like a possum eating pizza or something you know it's it's still fun in it too <laughs> yeah but that's sick though man it's like you know that might make somebody smile fucking three times a week you know so all does you know part of the same big cause yeah. Yeah, so what are your plans moving forward in terms of the, uh, you know, the flash sheets? Is there anything in the works? Like, are you kind of like, do you find it hard now to pick certain records as well? It is hard and it can be, um, the indecision can just go forever. So you kind of yeah. have to pick something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to keep doing the full albums. Um, I, I got into some other media, you know, video games and, uh, you know, pants sort of having fun with that, and um, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to I'm going to keep going because I know what it's like before this, and I I know what I have to go back to, and uh, I'm going to do this as hard as I can, and and keep going and keep exploring. You know, yeah, massive respect, man. I really like it. I, I'm I appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh because obviously like this comes from the idea of like a perfect record. It's uh it's it's funny, isn't it? Over time, how like perfect records become more clear and what's kind of you know become timeless in your head to what you thought was good at the time. It's like how how has your like crit- critique changed from when you were younger to to you know the past five years making these flash sheets where you like know every song is perfect rather than I liked that full record, but is every song still perfect? <laughs> You're exactly right. Um, I mean, I just a few weeks ago, I dropped off a load of of, of albums, um, of CDs to the thrift store that I'm not, I'm not into anymore. And that's just personal evolution. But, you know, those obviously didn't stand the test of time as far as um, what other albums do stand the test of time. And yeah, it's interesting as you get older, um, 
and you think about all the garbage you listen to or you think about the albums that you still listen to, you know? Yeah. For some sure. some of them are like sort of attached in nostalgia uh, of a certain time period in your life. Even yeah. if the album, like, it may be an album that you didn't intend to, to um, grow to love, but it, it maybe it was playing in the in in the car on the at a certain time in your in your life, you know. So I'm sure yeah. you have it too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I'm looking at more like CDs now from where I'm sitting, and uh, so I don't think I'll. Uh, there's some of them I would literally never play again. <laughs> but <Okay>. like, uh, <laughs> I brought them when I was younger because that's what I liked it for a bit, man, you know, and there, but there's some I still play every day. Like I played, you know, I played like through being cool when I got in from work today, just, just because. Oh yeah. Didn't yeah. Even think about it. Yeah. And it's interesting during that era, you know, there were certain albums by them, um, AFI and um, bands that you had at a certain time growing up that, um, you know, some of the some of their fans weren't even born yet. Maybe I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. It, it's you know, people um, people might be having that same feeling about the latest Rancid or Bad Religion album, but maybe the maybe the older folks aren't so excited about it. You know, but they're having that moment. You know. Yeah, it's like every. I think like within the world of punk and hardcore, like everybody does have their their moment records. I definitely think so. Yeah what what are uh, what are some of yours that you can think of on, on the spot? <laughs> on the spot, um, to be honest, man, I would say yeah. When I first heard, do you know the band The Wonder Years? Yeah, yeah. That they were like completely like life changing for me, man. I thought that was phenomenal like lyrically as well um completely changed my whole aspect of listening to music actually when i was a younger guy um oh awesome yeah yeah like outcome the wolves as well when i first heard that i was like this this is literally punk rock defined in these songs um and yeah through being cool as well i would say flawless um uh something to write home about by the get up kids as well i've always had yeah always been in love with that record as well right right um, yeah, man, fuck. Just look at tell all your friends taking back Sunday, a flawless debut, full collapse Thursday. I'm just oh, yeah, 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 brilliant, man. Um, I, I, like, I like the uh, Thursday, uh, I like the first album, I think it's called Waiting, yeah, Waiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's a different record, it's it's a yeah, it's a very different record, but it is good, yeah. I, you know, that was just one that at a particular time when I was way too deep into hardcore and I, I saw Thursday open up a show and they just sort of like helped open stubborn hardcore minds into like a different type of emotional music, you know? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Cause like Thursday as well, like it's, it's lyrically, it was a lot more in depth and like, I think even like guitar tones as well, it was a lot more experimental. Um, but, the, and it, but it came from like pure DIY as well. Which, uh, that's so cool you saw Thursday um, when they had, like, waiting out, or even prior. Yeah, I, we showed up to see Kid Dynamite, and Kid Dynamite didn't show up that night. Oh, um, no way. <laughs> Thursday, was, Thursday was opening up uh, right on the floor. And yeah, opened up our minds, so. 
Might I'm imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, just looking at the shelf now. Yeah, man. Alkaline as well from Hits the Infirmary. That's like my, my favourite Alkaline record. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. It's uh what 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 yeah, what are yours then, man? I know the flash sheets might kind of speak for themselves, but is there anything else at a moment in time like is through being cool one for you as well? Because you speak about getting into it around like ninety eight. That's like I think through being cool is like ninety nine. Oh, of course. That was um in my own journey, that was an example of um well, you know, with Cancelor Down, um that was an example of a hardcore hardcore music but with melodic vocals yeah and you know i discovered the importance of that um with gray area and um saves the day and kid dynamite to some extent not as melodic but um i was like oh there's a whole genre of hardcore that's like melodic and you can really yeah you know enjoy it a lot more <laughs> sort of yeah, yeah, for sure, man. But that I think like on the back of that, that was when the whole like early two thousands, like I don't know, that blended with like what came of emo at the time. Bands like Senses Fail, stuff like that. Oh, exactly. Yeah, um, and a lot of us got a hold of uh, compilations, and I, I don't. That was a big deal too. I don't know if you had that experience of like finding a compilation CD. Uh, yeah, I did. I did, but it was kind of on the the end of it. Um, they used they used to send them out in like magazines here in the UK. Yeah, which yeah, was, yeah cool. which was which was fucking sick. But um, it depends, yeah, because at the time I think the internet uh, was more prominent as well. So like the internet's kind of a sample CD in itself as well, <laughs> like YouTube. Oh yeah, it's it's changed everything. It's crazy. <laughs> you can do a whole podcast about that, but. It's yeah. also cool to be able to like find, you know, obscure stuff you have on cassette tape, but it's it's on YouTube with like a thousand plays or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think that getting into punk and hardcore when you did also defined your like creative side as well? The fact that you had to dig deeper as well. Things just weren't on a plate like they are now. Do you think that actually inspired your creativity to really push the boundaries as well? Because you had to do that anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, it's, it's such a broad thing, but you know, at the time you go to a, a used bookstore and you, hopefully you find, you know, a couple albums that look punk and you try it out. And, you know, I don't want to sound like an old man or anything, but it, it definitely didn't have the internet and we had comps and that was cool. But even from an arts perspective, you know, if you're into to if you're not connecting with like Van Gogh or something, you would go into the um, bookstore and luckily there was like juxtapose or something that had art that you might connect to, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you dig a little bit. I'm sure the generations before us had to really dig. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 man. Jesus Christ. So we're thankful for that. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it, now it's easy. I can't imagine now like hopping on Spotify and it's like, it's all there. You know, all this, it's got to make the old folks mad, you know, in a way. <laughs> yeah, like I would be pissed off. But at the same time, I think like 
the generation, like the young generation today, especially, I think, um, you know, it's because it's like a lazy mentality, though, because they're like, oh, I don't like this. I'll tap my thumb four times and something news on. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. So it's, it's pros and cons, but definitely, like, I'd say now is the best time ever to be a consumer. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah, especially to be a fan of something. I mean, yeah. Some, if you're a fan of something, there's probably a fan club online, no matter how weird it is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's great, you know? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, apparently you can get a poster of your favorite Bad Religion album in tattoos flash form these days. I don't know. Someone told me that as well, but I'll have to have a look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, how was it for you kind of like... Because obviously you speak about being like, you know, about 18 in like 98 or whatever, but it was, um, as time went on, how was it going back for you, like getting into like no effects as well? Um, like ranted, like Black Flag, because it was like, did you have to kind of like step back and look at the origins of it rather than keep moving with the present of it at the time? You know, we were just talking about technology. Now, now I can go and watch like a little video about Black Flag and learn about it. Yeah, and yeah. And dive into like every yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. You know, but yeah. So before I would, I would work on those. I could dig in, and you know, luckily I could through interviews and stuff. Maybe they would talk about a particular song and and what yeah. what it was really about. Like, you know, it's been cool like that. So I'm definitely a fan of the technology now. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. So, like, what? Why do you think your work has been so successful? What? What made it take off and capture like many, many people's interest of all ages and eras of music as well? Well, it's not—it's not really me. Like, like you mentioned the word middleman. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the music that—that that, it's the music and the bands that did it all. You know, it, it's just um, this was a visual way to you know, sort of celebrate that. And I think people, once they realized what they were looking at, were like, oh shit, you know, I, I love those albums. I love those bands, you know, and it's sort of a gift to them. And it's, um, you know, they want to tell somebody. Yeah. And the word spreads, but I don't have much to do with it. I borrowed a lot of traditional flash. I mean, I, I put in the work. Um, and made it and connected the two, but yeah, a lot of this flash was already there. Um, I just I can feel proud that I I did my best and tried to do a good job. That's what I'm, you know. That's what I could feel proud about at the end of the day. Is like, well, you know, somebody wanted that as a tattoo. That must have meant that, yeah. I, I I may have got the design right, and I use right, you know, subjectively, but that's what I feel good about. Yeah, man, because you're complimenting that timeless aspect again, though. I, I appreciate that. No worries, man. Like, yeah, mate, like, thank you so much for chatting to me. I really appreciate your time coming on here and everything. It was really, really good to chat with you. Oh, it was awesome, man. I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the thought you put into it. Mate. An absolute pleasure, man.